Good work, Shavua Tov. I hope that you had a good and meaningful Shabbos. Today's mitzvah is the positive commandment to wear tefillin on your arm. That means that there are two separate mitzvahs. If for any reason a person cannot wear tefillin on either their arm or their head, they still have the requirement to wear the other tefillin. The Rambam tells us that we have to ensure that we buy tefillin from a reputable source. And if your tefillin look like they're in good condition from the outside, you can assume that they are in good condition on the inside. Every part of the tefillin has to be made from kosher animals, even if those animals were not slaughtered, if they died of natural causes, or even if they were killed in a way that would not qualify them to be eaten. So that means, in addition to the hide that is used to make the tefillin boxes, the parchment on which the tefillin scrolls are written, the tefillin are stitched up using sinews of a kosher animal, and the parchment inside is tied together using the hairs of a kosher animal's tail. The correct place to put one's arm tefillin is that it sits on the bicep, so when you put your arm against you, the tefillin actually touches your chest, as the Torah says should be on your heart, and it's supposed to be on a person's head above the forehead, in fact, right at the edge of the hairline, where the back of the tefillin touches the part, as the Rambam describes it, which is soft on a baby's skull, and aligned so that it sits right in between your eyes. As long as a person is wearing tefillin, the person has to ensure that they are focused on doing what Hashem wants, fulfilling the mitzvah, not to be distracted by other thoughts, and to ensure that their body remains in a healthy, clean state. And that's why you don't sleep while wearing tefillin. Good morning. Today we learn two positive mitzvahs in the Rambam, one which all of us do and one which many of us may never have done. The first is the positive mitzvah to put a mezuzah on our doorways. And the Rambam explains which doorways and at which point do you become responsible to put up a mezuzah and how do you put up a mezuzah. So we know the mezuzah goes on the right-hand side. It must be actually on the doorpost. The Rambam says if it is attached to any accessory, it would not be kosher. It's supposed to be at the bottom of the top third of the doorpost. In order to qualify, the door has to have very distinct doorposts and a lintel. It has to be higher than 10 tefachim. That's 10 fist lengths. And the size of the room actually makes a difference too. The minimum size of a room that would require a mezuzah is what we call dalad al dalad, which is approximately two meters by two meters, need not be a perfect square, any configuration. The house itself has to be for human use, as opposed to, let's say, a kennel or a place of storage. It has to be a place where humans use it in a dignified fashion, which is why we do not put a mezuzah on a bathroom. And it has to be a permanent residence, which is why you only have to put up a mezuzah once you're in a place for 30 days or longer. Technically, a shul does not require a mezuzah, and a personal mezuzah should be checked at least twice in seven years. The second mitzvah on today's list is actually the final mitzvah in the Torah, the positive commandment for every single Jewish person to write for themselves a Torah scroll. If you cannot write a scroll, you can pay for somebody to write a scroll or even part of a scroll. In addition to the fact that every person is obliged to write a Sefer Torah, a Torah scroll for themselves, or at the very least to participate in the writing of a Sefer Torah, Today we learn that there is an additional positive mitzvah for the king to write an additional Torah for himself. So if the king had already fulfilled the mitzvah and already owned a Torah and then ascends to the throne, he is now obligated to write a second Torah. If he had not written a Torah before he became king, he would be obliged to write two Torahs, one which he'd keep in his storehouse, and the second Torah, which is unique to the king, had to accompany him wherever he went. And the Rambam says, when he would go to war, the Torah would be with him. If he would sit in judgment, as the kings often did, he would have the Torah with him.
Even when he ate a meal, can you imagine a feast, a state dinner for all dignitaries from around the world? He had to have that, that Torah with him. It's a profound insight into how Judaism understands what leadership is. The Torah, the king is the supreme leader. The Torah has to be with him in every facet of his life in order to keep him focused, to keep him humble and keep him connected to Hashem. While he's about it, the Rambam also tells us the laws of how you write a Torah, what kind of parchment you have to use, how the words should be spaced so that they're easy to read, how they should be fashioned in a particular way, and how before you write a Torah, and the truth is this applies to a mezuzah as well, you actually have to make lines in the parchment, not written lines, but actually lines that are etched into the parchment to guide the scribe. Good morning. Today's mitzvah is the positive mitzvah to wear tzitzis, which technically means that if a person is already wearing a four-cornered garment, then they are required to tie tzitzis on the four corners. This is a mitzvah that applies only to men because it is considered a positive mitzvah with a time limit. We do not have the requirement to wear tzitzis at night. Women are exempt from such mitzvahs. Now, as far as the Torah is concerned, really, in order to fulfill the mitzvah, you have to have both white strings, which are the majority of the tzitzis strings, and one strand of what is called techeles, which is a blue-green dye. It's a little controversial today whether or not we know exactly what dye it is. It comes from a particular kind of a mollusk. The Rambam says clearly, if you don't know what blue to use, rather don't use blue at all, because the white is the primary mitzvah, and if you use the wrong dye for blue, it's actually totally inappropriate. Ideally, tzitzis should be on a woolen garment, so that both the strings and the garment are made of the same material. However, if a person wears a garment of any other material, they would be required to wear tzitzis, interestingly enough, even though the Torah prohibits us from mixing wool and linen. In the case of tzitzis, if a person has a linen garment, they would be permitted to put woolen tzitzis. Now, although the Torah says that it applies to a four-cornered garment, the truth would be that even if you had a five-cornered or more-cornered garment, you would still be required to wear tzitzis. Unlike tefillin, a person is allowed to wear their tzitzis in places like the bathroom. And while technically the obligation only applies if you happen to be wearing a four-cornered garment, the tradition over the generations has been to dafka, get a four-cornered garment so that you can fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis.